When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Credit Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. This is Jack with just a little warning that uh, we had some internet connection issues on this show between Ross and I. Uh, that means that I think we fell a little short of the standard we like to set in terms of your listening experience. Um, so apologies for that up front. Um, we'll make sure that, that our internet service providers hear all about uh, the, the, the problem and uh, hopefully we bounce back on the next episode. Um, I don't. I don't think it really has a major impact on the the podcast um, as a, as a whole. But I thought I'd mention it before the episode started because uh, there are a couple of moments where we we sort of talk at cross purposes and it and it sounds a little bit weird. Thanks all. Hello everyone and welcome to our slightly belated Ashes preview. I'm joined by Ross Leg and I am Jack. I'm very jet lagged, so all the words came out in the wrong order there. How you doing, Ross? Yeah, I'm good. I like sitting in this bay window as it makes me look <laughs> like um, I don't know, emanating light like the sun. Yeah, yeah, or like you're extremely pale. Yeah, um, actually, I, maybe I've not been in the sun for years. That's maybe what yeah, actually is. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, you bought a special kind of makeup um, to <laughs> kind of phantom of the opera style. Uh, we are going to be talking about the ashes. Um, it is going to be fun. Uh, it does start tomorrow, so this preview is slightly late I, mean, I suppose most people will be listening it towards the listening to it before the match kicks off tomorrow we can do key battles we can do predictions and uh, a bunch of other stuff before that though ross mm-hmm. serious cricket are our sponsor can you tell us about serious cricket yes they provide all our cricket equipment and if you use code tcp23 you will get 10 percent off um, and they are absolutely spot on new, new bat new helmet whatever you need go to serious sport and uh, use code tcp23 for 10 percent off Right, Ross, first question for you. What is the Ashes? The, the Ashes is, uh, is where all of the players from um, the first ever match against uh, England and Australia died, and they put all the Ashes um, from them into a little urn, 
Um, and uh, that's how that's how it came about. Um, and unfortunately, they lost that ashes. Um, it was the, they scattered it somewhere, and they actually then was just like, oh no! So they burnt the little bales and they put it into a little little pot, um, and that's what they play um, after with the the Test series between England and Australia. And what's happening this year, twenty twenty three? Uh, Australia in town. They've come to uh, they've come to Blighty. Um, they're going to Fortress Edgebaston, um, as it was named, and uh, immediately we lost to them in that test match because uh, that's uh, that's how hubris works. Um, and, <laughs> and then when it comes to uh, this this summer, um, it's Basball, um, the the Stokes and McCullum revolution of the England team that saw us go from one win in seventeen to I think what it's we've won like eleven out of thirteen or something. We're, we're bloody brilliant now, um, but we're up against the test, well, the world test champions who have just overcome India um, in that battle at the Oval. And yeah, as much as they have been scared to travel abroad um, during COVID because they were they were wusses about it and we went everywhere, um, they have got a pretty solid team, um, all of whom this is, maybe not all of them, but there's a lot of them who this is, this is their last ashes. Um, so they've got some points to prove. Um, Steve, and, Steve Smith has hit what, so many centuries in England. It's unbelievable. I saw him, I saw him alone score 350 runs in person last time they were in town. Um, but they've got Labashame, they've got a renewed uh, Usman Khawaja. Dave Warner has said he's going to retire in January. Um, and yeah, they've got some points to prove with an even more fierce bowling lineup than uh, England have. Yeah, I mean, like they're, they're a team, aren't they, Australia? I have to dwell on them and then we'll talk about the likely 11s, I think. Uh, they are a team that, if they win here, will probably tick over into greatness. Um, they dominated England in Australia. Uh, they were good in 2019. They tied it. They were actually all right away in India. Um, they'll always have the blot of the Gabba on 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 their record, if you like. But um, I, I think they'll they'll go down as one of the best Australian sides of all time if they are able to break. What is it? A 23 year streak. 24-year streak, 25-year streak. It might be 25. Let's say 25. It's not 25. It's, I think it's 24. Um, in fact, 22. My math is terrible. Um, <laughs> if they're able to break really that... Yeah, man. Mate. Yeah, it is, it is, it's bad. Um, if they're able to break that streak, then they, they, they'll they they'll go into the record break uh, books, yeah. so to speak. Um, Ross, let's talk, let's talk Ashes 11s, uh, because England have done that thing where they tell us uh, two days in advance who will be playing. So I'll run through the team. Uh, I don't think there are any major surprises um, beyond one. Oh, yeah, you know, obviously, but we kind of knew that that surprise was going to happen. So we've got Ben Duckett, Zach Crawley, Ollie Pope, Joe Root, Harry Brook, Ben Stokes, Johnny Bairstow, Moe Nally, Stuart Broad, Ollie Robinson, and Jimmy Anderson. Um, is that, first, first question, is that England's best Test eleven? Um, I think it might have been, you know, I'm again completely not sold on Zach Crawley being there, but genuinely he's not going anywhere, so I need to stop talking about it. Um, I think it's a relatively samey but high class bowling lineup. We don't, I think I would have liked to see Mark Wood in that lineup. Um, I think he's at that point of difference, and if England are going to be rolling out um, some flat, fast tracks, then Mark Wood is someone who you'd want in the in the side. Um, and then Moeen Ali. Obviously, a massive buyer of Moeen Ali over the last few years, um, and he's come in because Jack Leach has somehow got a spinal fracture, um, and yeah, he was 
probably the only real alternative we had who's got kind of experience at that level, regardless of how good people or how bad people think he is as well. So, yeah, I'm not sold that it's our best 11, but I'm also not Ben Stokes or Brendan McCullum, so I don't get to make that decision. Uh, well, that's a, a very diplomatic answer there. Um, I, the, the thing that stands out to me, Ross, I mean, ben, ben Stokes has been saying today that he has confidence he'll be bowling uh, in the Ashes. Uh, I, I wouldn't expect it will be sort of 15 overs a day, though, at this point. Uh, with Moen Ali in as the fourth bowler, do, does the bowling look a little bit light as the first you know, strategic question for this side to answer? Um, so I think England have, especially in the last, well, in the, in the baseball era, have gone after taking 20 wickets and kind of gone, do you know what? We can concede runs as long as we're creating opportunities. And I think it's fair to say that Moen Ali will be gone after by some of the lineup. Um, but if you look at um, Australia's back lineup, Dan and I were talk talking about it on Wednesday or on Monday, sorry. Um, there's a few left-handers in that top line on that um, Australian 11. And I think it's going to be, dare I say it, yeah, I think it's a better person to have in the a, a lineup than Jack Leach, actually. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to see what Mo does. Um, I think Joe Root has shown that he's a more than capable kind of backup option as well if they need to go down that route um and yeah, i think rotating kind of anderson broad and robinson almost from one end is is great but if they need to they've got the extra seamer to do what they need to do from the other end and stokes will bowl he like there's just no doubt about it i don't think um as you say it will just be in short sharp bursts rather than potentially the marathon spells we're used to yeah, fair enough. Um, I suppose last question with England. Um, it's is is this the best batting lineup we've seen from them for a while? I mean, it's 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 sort of a Bayless era with Bairstow at seven and Moeen Ali at eight. Um, but nine. but but you know a few of the other players have, have kind of come into their own. I, I think Robinson will bat above Broad on that. That I mean, like the yeah, apart from apart from Nighthawk scenarios, I think Robinson's <laughs> better. Uh, but Duckett, Pope, uh, and Brook. As three new additions to the top five uh, since since the last Ashes, anyway, um, well, so who, who really we... really seem to solidify things. I mean, I know Pope played, but he's better now. Well, so who do we have? So last time we played at Edgbaston, we would have had. Oh, the last home Ashes, yeah, like we, God, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. God, we would have had Jason Roy opening the batting. Um, Burns opened with him, didn't he? Actually, yeah. had an OK series, Burns. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you, then you would have had Root in that lineup. Butler was, I think, in at five in that lineup, um, and Joe Denley was number three. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's it's, That's a, it's, it's a stark difference, I think, between those two uh, areas. Well, it shifted around a lot, hasn't it? I mean, like, I, I if uh, if you're looking at this from an England point of view, I think you're more comfortable with 2023 Ollie Pope and Harry Brook than you are with Butler and. Um, and Denley, and I almost forgot Denley's name between you saying it and uh, <laughs> me having to recall it again. Uh, but like bang all the way down to eight. I, I mean, from the from the perspective of the baseball template, um, that that should mean serious runs, and it, and it should be a, a really punishing second forty overs that, that Australia have to bat uh, bowl rather uh, when when uh, when that ball starts to get a bit softer. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm just very excited to see uh, what we've got in order. And I think you saw it in Australia versus India, that there was passages of the, of the game where Brahane kind of 
felt look, looked really assured at the, and managed to counterattack. Saw it with Jadeja as well, um, and people suggesting that this Australian bowling lineup is kind of all conquering. Like, don't get me wrong, they are really good, and I think Hazelwood injury they managed to find Scott Boland as kind of a good replacement in that in that space. Um, will Hazelwood play? Will Boland play? Don't know, but I still think England have it about them to go after this lineup and playing in. Edgebaston with a holly stand, kind of screaming and shouting. Um, it's going to be such a brilliant test match, um, and I think someone like Crawley, this is this is this is the, this is the one where you go out and make a real name for yourself. You've been given so many opportunities, like go and do it. Um, but yeah, massive question mark over him. Yeah, um, he, I mean, it would make a lot of people really angry if you went out and got two tons in the series, wouldn't it? It would like, be absolutely it'd be, hilarious. It'd be, people it'd be like, would be. It'd be peak kind of art like Rob Key. Rob Key would turn around and be like, "I told you, I told you, look, everything you touched." Oh no, so I think I think the the internet went a bit um, bad. So so I don't know what happened? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what you said. Uh, I know you're. I know you're there on. Um, I know you're there on Saturday. Um, but that's that's that. Should we, should, we, should we turn our attention to Australia? Do you do you have a likely eleven for them? I don't think they've released the actual. Um, side like England have. Yeah, I'd, I'd be very surprised if um, they move away from their eleven at uh, that they played against Australia. I thought it was kind of a, a well balanced lineup. The only only question mark, um, I think, is going to be whether it's Scott Boland who plays or if it's Travis Head who uh, not Travis Head. I've just read his name uh, or Josh Hazelwood. So Scott Boland or Josh Hazelwood is the is the piece. But I mean, their batting lineup looks solid. Um, you had Alex Carey hitting runs, which was a big bonus for them because I think. It hasn't been a particularly fruitful position for Australia over the last kind of decade. Um, obviously, with Tim Payne and his no centuries, and Alex Carey's done an okay job. There's no, no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, it hasn't been super prolific in that space. Um, they also have a tail who can do a bit of damage, like Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins with the bat on mugs um, in that position. Nathan Lyon can be frustrating. Um, and I just think they're quite well balanced, the two sides of what they've got. Um, Cameron Green, I think, is such a point of difference um, in this lineup. So if you compare him as the all-rounder to Ben Stokes as the all-rounder, uh, that is a huge, huge battle. Cameron Green has really grown in stature over the last kind of, couple, of couple of years. Um, and his bowling is going to be potentially kind of more more resilient, maybe not more reliable, but more resilient than Ben Stokes's knee potentially is. Um, and he's an unbelievable fielder at Gully who likes to claim catches that hit the grass. So we're in danger. <laughs> so just on that, because obviously I was in the States, so I didn't really see this in um, in lots of detail. The, the photos I saw did look out. Like, all of I mean, our Indian listeners, Jack, are throwing stuff at the screen now. Um, well, no, no, I mean, the, as, as as is their want, but um, like the, the the picture, I obviously have seen the the screen grab of of Shipman Gill uh, or the Shipman Gill posted to to Twitter. To me, that just looked like a catch. Um, I didn't really get what the what the, the shush face was about. Um, yeah, ultimately, it's much of a much just right. They, they, they lost. It wasn't even close. If it was, if it was a really close decision and a really close game, yeah, then right, it would have been right. an issue, right? But ultimately, they got battered. That's fair enough. Um, just on that topic, Ross. Um, obviously, India agreed to play that warm-up match with Australia before the Ashes. Do you do you think that? Um, do you think that will make a big difference? Eng- England, they turned over Ireland. They destroyed Ireland, didn't they? I mean, it was it was it was basically it was a non-contest. Um, India are a little bit better than Ireland. 
uh, and, and I think gave Australia a, a, a semi-decent game. Hmm. Um, would in your in your calculus of factors, where does where does that play, or how, or how does that play? Yeah, no, I, I think it does benefit Australia. So, um, you know, Dan and I talked about it a little bit on Monday, but around, I, I do think it does benefit Australia of going in with a little bit of a warm up, some miles in the legs for the bowlers, which they can rotate. Um, I also think. A load of confidence would have gone into sort of Steve Smith, um, Travis Head, who hit some pretty good runs. If we're perfectly, if we're being honest, and you saw um, when Steve Smith came to the county game, didn't really light it up in the kind of three games that he played. Um, but here, he looked back to his yeah, his his best, and I think people really underestimate Travis Head as well. Dan Dan said that he was, it was a candidate for being the worst overseas player of all time in uh, in the county game when he came and played for Sussex when he averaged about 10. Um, but now he's a completely different beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Ross, we are going to hit the break button and then we're... going to hit runs. Cool. We're going to hit the break button and then come back uh, with, with part two. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cricket Podcast after an extended break. Um, I think I think my internet has, has maybe a little bit jet lagged as well. Uh, Ross, we're going to talk some key battles now. Um, I, for me, I'm just going to dive straight in here with with my theory on how this actually is going to is going to go. I think with the new ball, um, both teams are roughly equal in English conditions. I think they'll they'll both carry a, a reasonable wicket taking threat. I think that. The matches will basically be decided by how quickly teams score when the ball is between 41 and 80 overs old before you get that second new ball. Um, basically, England don't bat for longer than 90 overs. They they, they do all of their batting in, in 90 overs in, in one day and they really target um, when that when that ball gets older uh, to pile on the runs, gives themselves t- gives them gives them time to bowl out the other team. Um Will Australia fight fire with fire on that front? Or do you think that they will go about things their way uh, and look to bat long um, and accumulate rather than basketball? Um, I think they're going to have to fight fire and fire, fire with fire a little bit, I think. So um, I think they've come out today and said uh, that David Warner will be aggressive. Um, I think that you see Travis Head's normal way of playing is aggressive. Um, Steve Smith also is kind of a master at kind of um, putting in innings together and Labuschagne is uh, not far behind. Um, I think they will be positive and they will look to put pressure on England. Um, they're going to take have to attack Moeen Ali and force Ben Stokes to bowl in that lineup because if... Moeen Ali goes kind of wrong in that world. It might force a change of them playing without a spinner or whatever it might be. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're going to see Australia playing the way in which you think Australia, have, almost their history of the way in which they've played the game. Um, and it will be aggressive and it will be, um, yeah, I think, pretty full on. Um, and hopefully we're going to be in for some like, mega scores and there could well be some records broken, I think, in um, in this test series. I think finally we need to sort of get onto this. the the big question is well the big question that everyone's asking, which is will Basball stand up to what will be its most significant test so far? Um, you know the teams England have played. That there are caveats that people throw around. England dispatched them all pretty easily, um, but Australia they probably do represent a different challenge, don't they? Yeah, they, they do. Um, but I think it's not a case of. They are, um, what's the word? It's not in its infancy. So I think when you start to see things like culture and when you see like 
like tactics and all this kind of stuff like there are obviously people trying to move against it and trying to say right what can we do a little bit differently and um, we might start to see quite different fields like if you saw um new, when we played new zealand the first time they were kind of shell-shocked at kind of what england were doing when we played them the second time they actually had changed their approach to where their fielding was it wasn't as kind of traditional and i think that's what we're going to see more and more of in this test series of that, that reaction um but i do think um when it comes to the five test matches England will definitely come out on top on probably two occasions because of the way in which they are playing cricket. Um, Australia, however, will also do the same on another two occasions. It's that final one. I think it's going to be three, two, either way. Um, base, and I think at one game, England are going to give them an absolute hiding. And on another occasion, I think Australia are also going to dismiss England really early on and also win at a canter. So I, I think it's going to be explosive. I'm hoping the explosiveness it doesn't mean that cricket's almost over on day two when i'm when i'm there on saturday yeah um yeah i I just think it's gonna be really exciting we did see that a little bit against south africa last year didn't we matches literally being over after two and a half days three days um like like just just no just no real depth to 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 the matches um i i think we should probably turn to questions now because i know you you have to head off um so let's start. Uh, let's just go go through the list as they they came in on Twitter. Mask says, "Do you see Bearstow at the wicketkeeper as a potential stumbling block compared to folks, or will England's tactics elsewhere overcome that?" Um, I, I don't really see the. I, I don't see folk um, Johnny Bearstow as a downgrade to folks in the glove department. Like, regardless of how good some of the pieces he is, it's much of a much just between those two. Is, far as I'm concerned in English conditions yeah I'd, I'd agree with that best has more about him yeah I, I basically agree with both of those points I, I think standing up to the stumps obviously you want folks he is better but um when when you can stand back yeah Bersto is pretty athletic he doesn't he's not going to drop like four catches a match or so, you know something ridiculous like that um I, I can see basically why they did it um Next question: Are clouds playing for playing along for Anderson tomorrow from Pritik? I think this is a little bit of an unfair question. I like. I think there's an idea that um, not really an idea, but uh, I don't think you take over 700 Test wickets because you bowl well when it's cloudy. <laughs> um, even even though it's cloudy a lot in England, and even though that does elevate Anderson from a, a really good bowler to to a great bowler, um, I I think you know. Uh, and unless you're really bitter about one occasion where this has happened against your team, uh, you, you have to kind of look at the the, the piece in full with Anderson. And I, I think he's uh, pretty pretty decent. Uh, Ross, I don't know if, you, if you've got any um, hot takes like that on Anderson. No, I mean, we might as well throw Broad into there as well, being a lucky bowler, right? I think there's definitely <laughs> yeah. a level of talent there. Um, I think um, people are sitting there saying, no, you got to watch out for Anderson, watch out for Broad. Robinson, I think, is England's biggest threat. I think Robinson is absolutely brilliant and he's taken to test cricket like a duck to water and he's added more to his game. And I think that is the, he is, he is the point of difference just because of his consistency and what he does. Like he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant seam bowler. Um, and I think that is going to be a, be a massive factor uh, because he's demonstrated that he can bowl with that old ball or the, or the 41 overs to 80 overs that you were talking about there, Jack. Um, and he's demonstrated that he can take wickets in that, in that period. Yeah, um, Canafotter says, "Who's going to average more, Crawley or Warner?" Um, I think that's that's an interesting question. What are your thoughts? 
Um, the bull is going to rage back. So uh, yeah, I'll put okay. it David Warner. All right, fair enough. Uh, and then uh, Jagan says, uh, who who will be the oldest player to play a cricket match, Dhoni or Anderson? Um, who, uh, who are you taking there? Well, I thought that um, Mike Brearley played a, a test cricket at an older age than that, and uh, so did WG Grace, didn't he? So I think there's some, there's some older Oh, yeah. I mean, like nobody's going to be... I, mean, I think there's a few guys who played their 50s back in the day. <laughs> um, it's not... It's Yeah, no, no one's been that. Uh, I think that, that, that sort of wraps up questions. Ross, uh, right at the end of the show, we should do our predictions. Um, what do you think is going to happen in this series? Yeah, uh, I'm going to stick by my yeah three two either way. I think there's not going to be. Uh, like, you can't say three two either way. You have to pick a way. All right, three, all right. I'll go. I'll, I'm an England fan, so three two England. Fair enough. Um, I I think these are two really closely matched teams, and I think generally speaking, when you get two closely matched teams, the team that's at home finds a way to win. Um, so I'm going to stick with you. Um, I think on that, Ross and. As you took three two, I'll take the more extreme view and say three one. <laughs> I take to, five nil to, to England. Someone, someone did actually ask us. Um, I can't remember what the question was. Like, are, you know, are Australia going to win this five nil? Um, I, I really think people are going to be surprised by how effective basketball is against uh, you know a, a so called better team. Like the 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 way England have played and beaten everybody else in the last twelve months um, should be telling you that this is quite effective uh the fact that england are at home um should be uh should should be a, a, a pretty significant factor and i think the fact that australia probably won't have good plans for for dealing with basketball uh, uh early in the season or early in the in the series uh, will make a difference as well and, and you know and, and if that does does prove to be the case i mean what is it the whole series is, is seven weeks long it's not like there's a, a significant amount of time for them to you know, come up with a solution if in the first match they ship 450 runs in a day, which which actually is something that could happen. No, nope, I agree. So, uh, yeah, and I think um, the, our internet is absolutely terrible today. So we'll have to uh, hopefully, hope it gets better over the course of the next seven weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cheers, everyone. We will, we will ring up our internet service provider and, and see what the issue is there. Uh, and be back um, soon. Someone asked if we can do shows every day. We're not absolutely sure on that. Um, we'll hope to, but there'll definitely be days that we miss. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.